Welcome to Behind the Aisle Podcast, where we're just two wedding professionals sharing a no-bullshit approach to what goes on behind the scenes in the industry. My name is Katie, and I am a wedding planner. And I'm Sarah. I'm a wedding photographer. And it's What the Fuck Wednesday! Round two! Round two! Dude, super stoked. This is like my favorite. If we could just do the entire podcast like this, I would be so for it. I don't think other people would be mad about that to be quite honest. It's my favorite. All of the feedback that you guys have shared with us, whether it's been in person or via socials or just any other means of communication, they have actually shared with me that what the fuck Wednesday is their Their favorite. favorite. I mean, we haven't done a a lot yet. I know, but but they did enjoy that thoroughly. Um, They also gave us some feedback too. It was actually a couple days ago. Um, Who was it? Actually, it was a mutual client of ours. Oh, really? Yes. Interesting. She came up to me and Clients was like, are "Listening to this?" That's yes. <laughs> she did ask. She was. She was like, "Am I supposed to be listening to it?" And I was like, "You can. Like, it's we're not going to tell podcast. you. Like, no." Um, I was like, "You're not our target demographic, to be quite honest." But if you like enjoy it, she goes, "Yeah, I just like listening to y'all like talk to each other." <laughs> I love. See, that's what I'm saying. People love this shit. Yes. So, uh, what was the feedback though? That she just like that she just loves hearing about like what's going on like on the inside and so she's like I do take notes and like if there's anything that I'm supposed to be doing I'm definitely going to be well aware of it and I was like don't worry babe we will also be telling you oh I love that (laughs) but yeah a mutual bride of ours yeah Um, I just like this part because it's such a just like banter podcast which I think I, I love banter podcasts so um well, if you would like to or don't know what this is, this is a topic on our podcast where we, what are we doing? Once a month? Yes. Every, are we doing once a month or every third? I think we're doing matter. this once a month. Just yeah. once a month. Okay. Yeah. So it's once a month um, on a, on a, a Wednesday. <laughs> Do we have a set day yet? Is it every third Wednesday or every second Wednesday? Shit. I, I don't look know. at our we have a, a recording okay. calendar. Also, just to let you guys know, we are new at this. <laughs> we had some technical <laughs> difficulties uh going on for a little bit. And um we don't really have this down pat yet, but uh we will. We're working on it. Second Wednesday, it looks like the second Wednesday of the month. Yes, second okay. Wednesday of the month. So we second Wednesday of the month. Um, and this is a bi our normal podcast is bi-weekly, so sometimes you'll get a surprise bonus episode during yeah. the week, which is awesome. Um, but second Wednesday of the month, we will release a What the Fuck Wednesday, which is a grievance podcast, pretty mm-hmm. much, where we will just air our grievances of anything that's happened recently or something that we've wanted to discuss. And we will also um be reading other vendors grievances as well where you can write into us at behind the aisle there's a form right there that you can just fill out it can be completely anonymous or you can be a badass and give us your name um and we will talk about what you give us it can be anything from big small anything that happens between you and a client anything that happens between vendor to vendor um we're really looking for vendor to vendor because we like to also as katie katie likes to also turn this into <laughs> a a teaching moment I like educating, okay? <laughs> like, I'd rather be like, okay, here, this was a problem. What can we learn from this? And yeah. continue to move on. Sarah, on the other hand, is just, I just like, like the tea. <laughs> Give me the tea. Um, 
But yeah, so you can find it at BehindTheAislePodcast.com and submit your What the Fuck Wednesday. And uh, we won't get to everyone's every Wednesday, but we keep them on a list and we will eventually get to it. Eventually, yes, it does. Yeah. So that just means that you're just going to have to continue to listen. Yeah. You just have to wait and see. Yeah, exactly. So what we'd like to do is start with our first our own grievances first. Yeah. Um, and I've had a hard time trying to figure out what mine is going to be right now. Uh, I was on vacation for a little bit, so I'm a little, I'm a little She's nice and of, brown, guys. Nice and, br- <laughs> nice and brown. You are. You have some sun. I'm still <sighs> pale as anything else. If y'all are watching this on YouTube. I have a slight tan, but I, uh, you do. I burn. So I, my sun exposure is kept to a very, 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 very small. How many books frame. did you complete? Two. You read a whole, two whole books? I read two whole books, yeah. Well, Jesus. no, so I read one full book from start to finish. Okay. Um, and then I finished one and started another. Um, so I finished one that I had already started before the vacation, finished a whole book on vacation, and then started another book that I'm about halfway through. Dude. Yeah. I go on vacation. I read nonstop. I sit in the chair from 8 a.m. to, I don't know, 6 p.m. and just read. <laughs> it's boring, but it's great. And I sleep whenever I get the opportunity. So, (laughs) yeah. So I just got back from vacation. So I'm a little like, I don't know. I I feel like once I go on vacation, I come back and I'm like, what is life? What is is my job? (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing anymore. (laughs) What is my routine? It's people do say every now and again, they're like, I need a vacation for my vacation. Literally. But my therapist has also told me you're not supposed to feel that way. (laughs) And I was like, okay. (laughs) That means you do your vacation wrong. Probably. (laughs) Correct. Yes. So yeah, but yeah, back from vacation. Um, but also if you are obviously a fellow wedding vendor and you're listening to this, um, we are also, I think we're coming into like our fall season. Yeah. There's been kind of like, at least for me, like for our team, we did have a really good like mid season break yeah. in between. So the amount of grievances that I currently have very little, like they're slim. I can give, I'm going to be showing a couple that are just from towards the end of our summer season, but I am looking, well, I don't want to look forward to that. Cause then I'm like, <laughs> that means issues have ar- like yeah. arisen, but at the same time, um, as the, you know, weeks and days go on and we're entering into our, our fall season, I'm sure I'll have plenty of content for yeah. all of us. My so. goal is for people to like pay attention when they're at their weddings and just like kind of make a mental note or even like write it down on their <laughs> like their phone or something and be like I need to submit this that is my goal I, want, I hope that I, I want yes. this to be like such a thing that people are like I'm waiting for my time to submit this is gonna be great yes because there's actually a couple of folks now um that text me and they're like here's what happened to me or whatever. Like, this would be great for your podcast. And I'm always like, submit it. Here's the, here, go to the website. I need you to submit it on the form and go ahead and do that. Don't just tell it to me in a text message, submit it on the form. And then we will definitely air out um, your grievance for you. for sure. Loves it. All right. Let's, I guess, jump right into it. Jump right in. I think you should share yours first because I think it's also general. I was like, what are you talking about? (laughs) already um because i think it it resonates with a multitude Mm. of people yeah so this is actually okay so i have it's kind of like a blanket statement okay and then there's two parts to this okay so there's a vendor part and a and a client part to this okay so emails that's just what i'm going this is blanket statement (laughs) emails um so 
vendor to vendor, put your fucking email on your fucking website. I don't care that you don't want people to contact you outside of your contact form. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Whatever. But you cannot bitch to me that you are not getting your photos mm. from your your photographers for your content. If I have to go to your website, don't find your email readily available anywhere on your website. And then I have to literally track down your email through a maybe like 10 year old Facebook page oh my God. that may or may not still be your email. And then I have to send that to you. I am not tracking you down. Right. Like you should not be taking your time as a yeah. photographer to like look for other people's I emails. I hate to be this person, but like I am actively seeking out a way to give you the content. And there are plenty of photographers that won't even do that. Nope. And I'm actively trying to help you better your business by having content to put on your website that is new because I try and do it every six months mm -hmm. that you can share with whoever you want and do whatever you want with. And I can't find your fucking email. You're That's not, wild. You're not getting, my, I can't tell you how many freaking people I try to give their email, like give these, these photos to, and I can't find their freaking email. You don't I get like, it. And then they, then they come back to me and are like, can I have the, the photos? And I'm like, I tried to give them to you. Where your fuck, where's your fucking email? Where yeah. is it? Give it to me. Do you like in your email response when people do do that, do you like give them a little bit of an encouragement of like, yes. Hey, here's the, I've also put it on social media plenty of times <laughs> because it, it, it never fails every no six months at all. No, all every six months I do a six month check-in and then I do an end of year check-in and I make sure I send, if you haven't like contacted me beforehand, mm -hmm. I make sure I send them all to, to everyone throughout all of the weddings that I've done that year or whatever. And give you all everything that you need. I have received said yeah. email before. Yeah. And I mean, if you actively give me your email prior to and are like, hey, can I have the photos afterward? And I'm like, great, sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Give me your email. Yep. But if I have to, if I have to do some rap or like wild goose chase of trying to find your freaking email, I'm not giving it to you. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not spending less. I'm not spending more than like three minutes trying to find your email. And that goes you for shouldn't. also, I think that goes for clients too. If there is no actual way to like easily contact somebody, mm -hmm. you, I don't care that you don't want it from your, like you want to stay within your contact form. But if that's the only way that you're accepting inquiries, you may be missing out. Dude, Dude, I literally had like this situation. I think maybe I texted you about this or maybe I told you this like over the phone where I had potentially inquired mm. with I'm so sorry. Um <laughs> another photographer and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. um and I get it. I also have like a uh, I have a schedule like on my website. Yeah. That's how people I get I, workflows. I get it. Yeah. Like because you work really hard to set up a workflow so that it's easily like manageable and convenient. However, I feel like there is then a way that you can pivot if, again, I have had, <coughs> excuse me, my goodness. Um, but I've had people like DM me. I've had people Facebook message me. I've had a bunch of people in different ways, cold call. Yeah. Our mamas of the bride left a cold call, which is totally fine. Don't recommend that. Um, but then I just circle back around and I say, hey, like I do have a contact form like on the website. Go ahead and go through that. Yeah. <coughs> I'm choking on my own cat's hair. I think that's, what, <laughs> I think that's what's happening here, guys. Sorry. Um, but I kind of like I don't necessarily like deny someone of 
being like, I- I'm not going to speak with you like yeah. whatsoever um, at all. If another, especially. Oh my God. <laughs> Take a break. <laughs> there is a, there is a cat hair. I think that's stuck in the back of my throat. So I'm either going to continue to hack and cough or I'm going to blow up like a balloon because I'm allergic to my own cats. It's fine. We're fine. Everything's great. Um, The housekeepers just came too on Friday. So my house is, should be not cat hair free, but you know what I mean? Anyway. um, But from like one vendor to another, um, I, uh, especially if I'm trying, like from a planner's perspective, if I'm trying to refer a client to you, another reason why that I'm also not going through your contact form immediately, like I'm going through your email in and of itself, I am just doing, it's kind of like sticking your toes like in the water right? real quick and being like, Hey, I just want to double check really quickly date availability and making sure that your price point is where right. we potentially need to be. Um, because some of y'all, which I totally, it's totally understand. Everyone does it a little bit differently. But like, if I'm seeing like starting out prices mm-hmm. and it's potentially a little bit lower than maybe what I'm used to seeing, like mm-hmm. average wise, um, <clears throat> then I am, I'm going to, I have to test the waters first before right. going through that entire process of like filling out a contact form. And then we get to the point of like where, Hey, I'm like not available or yeah. we know all that kind of stuff. I mean, unfortunately some people are price shopping and it does waste your time, but I can't tell you how many times that I've gotten full leads from people who have just cold emailed me mm-hmm. and been like, Hey, what's, what is this? And it, it doesn't take that much time to put them back into your workflow. That's, like, what, I, that's what I was so it confused just blows about. my mind. Like it doesn't take, it, you just create a project it, or it, for HoneyBook users. I mean, that's what I use, mm-hmm. but I can't imagine it's any different for Dubsado or any of the other CRMs. I was about to say, you just create yeah. the workflow and put them in the workflow and then go from there. Like it's just not that hard. Yeah. I had a, I had a photographer full on that I had just like sent an email to and didn't hear back from anything. And then, um, saw in that I had to reach out to them like via DM. And I was like, Hey, I just wanted to follow up on that. And I felt so bad following up in like in a, in a right. direct message because that to me, that's, I don't like doing that. Yeah. That's I feel unprofessional. like unprofessional. Yeah, I get it. Socials are like, we're socializing. This yeah. is, we're not, I don't like necessarily talking about business in like the DMS or whatever. It's just, we're commenting on whatever you're posting on social. But your clients really wanted the information. So you, yeah, were, I wanted to be able to, yeah. because they had actually, you know, I had, um, they, that photographer actually was a, a referral from another photographer. This photographer I had not worked with beforehand. So again, I'm even now kind of branching out and it yeah. was a type of style that my clients were potentially interested in. And so I had to do the follow up in a DM. Um, because I was like, okay, I hadn't heard, but I can see you're actively posting on social. So maybe I just also, maybe like your email was down or like my email to you, like went to spam. Nope. I was shot down. And I was like, they were like, did you submit it via like contact form? And I was like, no, I just had submitted it via like email real quick just to again, yeah, introduce myself. And they were like, no, you need to sub- like, I don't look at inquiries via my email. Yeah. But also that person had like super personal contact form questions, which also is another topic. Oh yeah. Um, I think if you're not a planner, you shouldn't have a million questions on your contact. That was form. the other thing too, where um, I like, felt but you couldn't answer them. I couldn't, I literally yeah. couldn't. They, yeah. And there were required questions. Yes. They were required questions. And I was like, I don't, I want my couple to fill this out. Like I want them to be able to even, or talk about this, like right. on the initial like consultation phone call, which for me personally, when it comes to like any kind of personal 
relationship or personal like vendor relationships, like photographers, videographers, that sort of thing. Me, even as a full service planner, I'm not on those phone calls because right. I want y'all to be able to freely talk amongst yourselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? If y'all click, y'all are talking about whatever, I don't know, that y'all click and bond over. I don't, it's kind of like third wheeling. It's really weird. It and is. Awkward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be on it. Um, I've got other things I have to do. Anyway, so. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't want, I don't know. It's already sometimes it's really hard for like when I've got like mamas or like other parents mm -hmm. on the phone call, like when the couple's there and I'm like, okay, <laughs> do you have so, any questions? <laughs> yeah. So, but always happy to talk to mamas and stuff too. But yeah, this whole email thing, I think I understand like people have their ways and their workflows. I'm a huge advocate for a workflow sure. person. Um, but the flexibility guys, like we got to be flexible to some degree. Yeah. If you want work. Yeah. I, Be flexible. For real. Um, <laughs> but also have your email on your fucking website. Yeah. Like, it irks me. And if it's not, so here's another thing too. I am, I am one of those people where I'm like, I'd rather not have someone have, I'd rather not have someone have my like really direct one. Yeah. So my company does have like an overarching one. It's like the hello at tillyandteal.com. Oh. oh, that's smart. So I have that where then I can use it or our really our executive assistant felt that's technically their email, yeah. but it's also, it's just the, um, not the grab all, but there's another term or something that I potentially want to use. Hi baby. Tilly has made her appearance. Hello. Kind of. Oh, we're smelling oh, the toast. Those are my tootsies. But anyway, That's I have smart, like, though. I like a grab that. all, yeah. like a grab all email. And so <laughs> we do get spam and that's, but that's the whole point is yeah. like when the bots are scanning Google and all that kind of stuff too. But then we do have, um, maybe some vendors if, in order for them to, they're maybe like just trying to get on our preferred vendor list. Maybe we have never worked with them before. You know, the it's again, it's a catch all. That's a grab catch all, all. Yeah. catch all email. Um, put that on your website. Yeah. Do that. Obviously make sure you're checking it. But then if you're not wanting to have like your direct email, like my direct one is not anywhere on any form of interwebs. Sure. Necessarily because I need to make sure that I am organizing and not having a, a plethora of emails like come it's through. Really smart. Um, but at least have that. Yeah. Have have that at some capacity. Yeah. And you can choose to de to deny those requests if you want to. Oh, yeah. But we, absolutely. <sighs> An email somewhere. Yeah. Because then you can't. Y'all can't. Okay. This is also. I'm gonna obviously be on the bandwagon for Sarah. Be an advocate for her as well. Um, Y'all can't get mad at your photographers. If you're like that, when you're not getting galleries, if you are not easily accessible. Right. So then here from a planner's perspective, now I'm talking to my fellow planners. It is also a part of your responsibility as the manager of the entire vendor team to supply. This oh. is my own personal opinion. Yes. But it, I would hope that y'all are doing this anyway. It is y'all's responsibility from planner to planner that you need to, you need to be supplying contact information to the entire vendor team, mm -hmm. meaning that if you are a fellow aisle planner user, this is stupid easy for you to use. If you're not a fellow aisle planner user, if you're a timeline genius, maybe you use some other form of CRM, I'm sure there is some sort of easy way for you to download your entire vendor contact sheet and include it in some sort of like day of document folder yep. or just send it over to the photographer being like, hey, here's the entire vendor list their email so that whenever you're ready to send out the the gallery, here's all the information for you. 
help help a sister out, <laughs> help a brother or sister out or whatever. Yeah. Remember, we're all in this together. We're supposed to be collaborating and whatnot. Like, don't let your poor photographers do this on their own because they're already doing so much work. Quite frankly, also, y'all are not necessarily like required to share the gallery with oh, the not. entire render team. No, I'm not. And I do it out of just trying to create and further vendor relationships that's oh, yeah. that's like important to me so i want to be the one that like stands out and is like hey i'm willing to do this you know but if you make it 10 times more difficult for me i'm not willing to do it um exactly but i mean i go as far as getting that information from my clients as well because obviously mm -hmm. they've been in contact with them so um on my final meetings i get you know contact information and usual well I am starting to do that more now. Um, I was just getting Instagram tag information just mm. so that I could tag everyone. But yep. um, now I'm going to go and like I have I've recreated my entire like Your spreadsheet. Ooh. My whole spreadsheet's different now. So wow, yeah. Nice. So now I'm getting all contact information so I don't have to keep doing this stupid shit. I know. I actually was just thinking as literally as we were sitting here, I was thinking in my head like because um, Sarah and I have worked together plenty of times together. I have like, I a appreciate social your I, I kind of stole your okay. oh you did <laughs> a little I'm so bit bad. I turned no, it into good. an excel spreadsheet but nice. I kind of stole it but um yeah I have a social media handle sheet that I create and then I do uh I attach it to uh, or I put it into like the day of document like google drive that I have but I think what I'm also gonna start doing too is for the benefit of photographers is in that social media handle sheet but also include like just line by line the emails in and of itself of like here so you can like so it's easy yeah. to copy and then you yeah. can paste it into like the, the two yep. section of the email yes because i now i'm thinking about i'm always looking for ways to like make it super easy that's just in my daily life um that is also definitely a symptom of my adhd <laughs> um it's how to create systems and how to make my life a lot easier yeah um and so, so am i it, it's just yeah do you have undiagnosed adhd i think so <laughs> i really did think so oh, oh oh mama was gonna oh dang oh, tell has made days. her appearance yeah maybe she'll sit sit in your lap oh we're wanting to sip mommy's coffee that's very nice that's not for babies i'm really sorry um but yeah put your email long story short too long didn't read <sighs> Put your email on your website somewhere, preferably on your contact form. Yeah. Um, just be like, oh, on so on my, on my contact form, it says, I would like, please fill out this contact form if you're looking for such and such sessions, wedding, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, obviously, if I don't reach back out to you, feel free to contact me again on my web, my email or you can just be like, hey, use contact form. But if you're a vendor trying to reach out to me, use my email. Like literally, yeah. it doesn't, uh, doesn't matter. Just use your email. And on the client's aspect of this that I had, like, it's a twofer, um, read my emails. <laughs> okay. I over-educate for a reason. And I love all of you so much. So, 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 so much. But I have painstakingly created templates that over-educate and when you don't read my emails and you ask me the questions that are in my emails, I get a little, a little irritated, but it's okay. So here's an open air <laughs> question that I would love for like other fellow vendors now. Like if you, obviously you're listening to this, um, I need you to DM us at behind the pile. Wow. Behind, <laughs> behind the aisle podcast and find us on Instagram. Um, I need to know from other people 
because you're not the only person who has obviously has suffered from the lack of read <laughs> reading <laughs> just what they're supposed to be doing for other fellow vendors. How do y'all handle that? I would love to know because some, I don't get petty. I don't get sassy. <laughs> per my last email. Dude, if I was able to say that without the like already attached. Yeah. yeah. That's already attached to it. And that's really well known. I would definitely be saying that. Um, I've had yeah, I would to become creative. Love, I, I, I want to hear from other people. I would love like a three sentence of per my last email, but not per my last email. Yeah. Like a nice way to be like. How do y'all handle that though? For like yeah. for real. So how do you handle that? I just reiterate it. Damn. Yeah. I just, I like to copy and paste. Um, I try not to say per my last email, but I, I just, it's easier if I just answer the question and move on. But in my, what I ended up doing is soul, I'm I like, God dumb. damn it. <laughs> I play dumb most oh. of the time. <gasps> Meaning, this is fun. So in the sense of, Hey, I'm so sorry. Um, that, um, I must have forgotten to like include like the link in like the previous email or something like that, <laughs> or like, here it is. Like, this is how, um, you know, this is how you need to like Apologies reach out if or it was like that. Um, missed. So yeah. Or <laughs> yeah. along the lines of like, Oh, I could have sworn that I totally, so I have said that I was like, I could have sworn I've totally sent that, um, in a previous email. Um, my apologies or something like that. Like I will literally play dumb. Um, which sometimes, I feel like it could be received as depending on like how you get to. Is that so, a word? Condescension? Yes. Condens. Con sounds like condensation. <laughs> Def two very <laughs> different ends of the spectrum on that one. Um, but it does kind of, it probably does is a little condescending if someone is able to pick up on it. Yeah. However, um, most people who are inquiring for additional information, even though that additional information has already been shared with them, They're they not, already yeah. are not. Um, <laughs> I just yeah. feel like they're not really in tune then. They're not paying attention to detail in and of itself. So you're going to go hang out with Sarah. This is going to be my life goal to have <laughs> from Kelly to sit on me. Um, oh, we're going to oh. go. Oh, we're going to go sunbathe go in the sunbathe. light. <laughs> okay. Yeah, um, yeah. So that was really just my client side of that. Just, just make sure that you read the email before. You ask questions just like to double thoroughly. check that I, I'm a skimmer. I get it. I'm mm -hmm. a skimmer. We're all skimmers. We all got a lot of stuff to do in our lives. But just just make sure. Do you bullet point it then? Like how how do you? So I have started bullet pointing now um, because I find that it's a little bit easier to yeah. see apples. links and for people to and like changing colors of stuff Ooh. and underlining. Mm -hmm. Um. And HoneyBook just rolled out this thing now that uh, the links are they they got rid of the color teal. Oh, they got rid of like all all blue to make it. Oh, yeah, they totally rebranded. Yeah, well, they tried to make it more um, visible friendly. Whatever, if people have a hard time seeing certain colors. Oh, um, but they said it's just on our end, so I'm not sure it like the the links show up just like normal text, which makes me a little nervous. Yeah. So when I was sending stuff this morning. I was like re-highlighting and changing things, which mm -hmm. changed my workflow a little bit, made things a little bit more difficult. But um, yeah, I just started <clears throat> like changing colors and I'm going to do a lot more bullet points because okay. um, I find it to be a little bit easier for the eyeballs to see. And it's a little bit more like, like 
I've listed this out for you. Yeah. You can't, you can't not see this. Like I and, did but the work I have, for you. I have done bullet points and it's not worked. So it might, I don't know, whatever. Just, just thoroughly read your emails yeah, before reals. asking questions. Cause we got a lot of shit to do and uh, restating things is not always the best use of our time. Agreed. Um, <laughs> I love you so much, men, our clients. I love all of my clients so much. And I'm not pointing this to anyone in particular um, because it's just an overall arching thing that seems to happen quite frequently. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, Miss Katie. Oh, okay. Are you ready? Yeah. So, for my like own personal grievance, nothing really has, you know, we had a really great summer season. Um, yeah, actually, nothing really wacko or crazy. Um, towards the end, there was a couple of like just little, like little speed bumps. So, again, nothing wild, nothing like uh, dramatic or by any means, which is, again, good at, yeah. the, at the sake of in the moment bad for <laughs> needing content. to share like yeah content and like grievances and whatnot too but um i uh from a planner's perspective regardless of wherever um whatever service that someone has hired a planner coordinator whether it's full service maybe partial planning or coordination services things like that too um Vendor teams, like you have to, just fellow vendors in general, you guys have to remember that like if someone has hired a planner coordinator, they, they are, that is the person who's, oh my God, (laughs) just say it. You have to listen to them. (laughs) Okay. It might not be, I think we've talked about this on a previous episode where it might not be something that you're a big fan of. Maybe you personally wouldn't have done it yourself or, you know, maybe you wouldn't have made a certain decision, whatever have you. But from a planner coordinator's perspective, um, a true veteran knows what they're doing, knows how the client would potentially want something, um, how it's supposed to be. If you were to go up to said client, you know, the couple in and of itself and ask them point blank answer, the planner coordinator, that's the whole goal of us is we are their advocate. Mm -hmm. And so I know what my couple is going to want. Mm -hmm. It had, Hey, how would so-and-so like, you know, like to have this out of the other thing instead of me going directly to them to the couple and being like hey how do you guys want this i get to know my couples that's the whole point of like literally my job um and so i can answer on their behalf to some degree there are some things where i'm like okay this is probably going to be a bigger question i need to go and make sure that whatever answer i am going to give to whatever vendor is asking me um that they're cool with this but 98 percent of the time i'm confident in okay yes this couple is going to want a b c or d so for the love of God, on wedding day, please don't change anything without consulting me. Mm. Please don't change oh, anything God. without consulting me. Like I have, I have, uh, I have, I have a story for that, which I've told you, but yeah, keep going. It's so uh, this one particular, like, um, I've had this happen to me several times. Um, I've had it. And some of the instances where I've had couples where they don't care, where they had no idea something was changed and that things were totally fine. But I also have other couples where they're like, why is this like this? Why does this look this way? And they are not going to know which couple you have 
on which what they're gonna if they're gonna care or not so right exactly um and that's my other that's another big point to this is that i don't care if potentially whatever decision that you are making if it's going to make your life easier potentially whatever i like i can help you make that decision for you but you have to come to me mm-hmm. like you have to you have to come to me and double check hey katie if you're working with one of my girls on my team, just go up or somebody else, not even us, like not the Tilly until team. Like if you're working with another planner coordinator, you have to run things by the planner coordinator, because if you start making decisions that you think are going to be beneficial to you, it might not be beneficial to other foot, like to other people right. that have that are involved. Yeah. I um, mean, you've spent sometimes up to two years yes doing everything with these clients oh especially for my full service clients yeah. or whatever everything to the literal size of the table size of the linen that's the design on the linen like how certain things are like laid out or whatever you'd like hypothetically like a d- caterer may be like well let's just do a pre-plated salad whatever but a pre-plated salad wasn't necessarily like planned originally right. again this is a hypothetical situation this is nothing that actually happened to me um you making that kind of big, big, maybe little decision for you, but big decision in the grand scheme of things that has a huge impact. Mm-hmm. You'll have to check with other vendors first. Just do your best due diligence. Cause remember what we've always like been preaching about since the moment we've started this podcast is that wedding days are supposed to be collaborative. Um, we all do have the one job of making sure that our clients are happy at the, at the end of the day in order for our clients to be happy, then you have to be able to play nice, play well with others. Mm-hmm. If you start making decisions selfishly, because you think that it's only going to be beneficial to you, you are putting yourself in a really bad predicament to the point now where I'm not going to refer you because you are a wild card and you will go rogue on me. Yeah. And unfortunately, um, this was actually a topic that somebody suggested is hierarchy. And unfortunately, like we are all in this together, mm-hmm. but there is a hierarchy on a wedding day. Yeah. The planner is the top before the client themselves. Mm -hmm. If there is a full service planner, venue coordinator, not so much, but a a full service planner is the hierarchy of the day. So if anything happens, everything needs to go to them first to make decisions. (laughs) It's their literal job. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but there is a hierarchy there. Um, before going to the clients. Because y'all have to remember and too. Don't go above the planner please and go do to not. the client please directly. Don't. Please don't. Especially on wedding day. Especially on wedding day. There are yeah. so many other things, obviously, that like the couple is already having to go through yeah. um, that they might not have divulged to you. A good majority of what my couples are already struggling with that unfortunately I can't take away from them are their family and friends, the emotions, right. the drama, sometimes that maybe I don't even, I wasn't even shared with like right. some, a lot of like the back end. Um, I honestly just, la- just last night, I had a bride who got married last year and was asking me, Hey, is it normal for couples to like redo their portrait session? Mind you, they're a full service couple. I low key kind of got nervous and I was like, Oh my God, she hates her photos. I love her photos. They're beautiful. Um, and I was in the photographer that we worked with chef's kiss. Love her. One of uh, another good friends of mine. Um, and I was like, there's no way she's unhappy with her photos. She would have said something by now. Long story short, I had nothing to do with the photos. It had everything to do with her hairstyle mm. and that she was like, 
I don't know why somebody didn't say anything to me about like I now looking back on my photos, I don't like what my hair looks like. Um, <laughs> but and in my head at the time, I actually did end up sharing because we're now like really good friends. We deem each other all the time. Um, and I was like, girl, I actually thought that you wanted that. Had I known <laughs> that maybe that's not what you wanted, I would have said something to you on wedding day because I do was like, what the fuck is going on? But what she ended up doing was um, her uncle is a hairstylist. And oh, so God. mom had guilted her <gasps> into using her uncle. Oh, God. But two weeks before wedding day, when they were doing a hair trial, even the uncle was like, maybe it's better if you just ask somebody else. So bride was like, wait a minute. Mom told me that you'd be like super offended that I didn't use you. And uncle was like, no, probably didn't want to do it in the first place. Probably not. And the uncle probably got guilted right. into doing friends as vendors is another or <laughs> friends and family as vendors, vendors is, is already a, is, another topic. Oh yeah. For reals. Um, but I just felt so bad because, and so write that at the, at the end of the day, um, like I see that was something that like the, my bride, she was full service. My bride didn't actually come to me and say like, Hey, mom is trying to guilt me into using my uncle or whatever. She, when she had told me that she was using her uncle as her, as her hairstylist, um, she said it full blown confidence. Obviously I had my own opinion about it, but at the same time, if, if I'm not going to try to convince yeah. her other, if you, if that's going to be something that's special to you, that you want your uncle to do your hair, who am I to say like, that's forbidden. You yeah. cannot do that yeah. type situation. Um, and also he, he's, he's a professional. It's not like some random like person or whatever, but he is a professional. Like he works in a salon, that sort of thing too. So, you know, I also had that confidence in being like, okay, that's totally cool. Well, come wedding day. Um, she did have a hairstyle that in my head, I was like, I personally wouldn't have not picked that for you, but if that's what you and the uncle have, you know, communicated with, um, and that, you know, you're totally fine with then awesome. That's totally great. All that sort of thing too. So it, it was wild to say the least that I'm getting this DM and she's sharing with me like how she felt on the actual wedding day of like when she saw herself in the mirror, she actually didn't like it. But on wedding day, girl was on cloud nine. Yeah. Literally cloud nine. And also on that wedding day too, we had to pivot literally last minute. We made a rain call 45 minutes before ceremony start time because it looked like the apocalypse was going to happen coming from the West. It was really scary. And so I looked at them and I was like, I don't want to take a chance. You have so many beautiful florals that are going to be happening at our ceremony. We've got to make a decision now. In my professional opinion, I feel like we should do this. Mm -hmm. And we moved everything inside. It was really awesome. It was beautiful. Actually, they even said at the end of the day, we loved the indoor ceremony oh, good. because oh, of how awesome. intimate they felt, all yeah, that kind yeah, of yeah. stuff too. Did it end up raining? No, it didn't. Of course and I not. still am guilty and I lose sleep over this every now and again when I think about it. <laughs> Anyways, um, but that whole so the whole point of me sharing that story is that that is what brought like that's what couples are are thinking about or managing are their family and friends the emotions and the drama yeah. so please for the love of god my fellow vendors if you have a planner coordinator that is on your vendor team in and of itself do not make decisions without consulting the planner coordinator and also do not go to the couple and start asking them questions yeah there are way you are the professional you have to make the decision but also at the same time if you're not working with a planner coordinator I hate to say this. I know our photographer friends, then you end up being the planners. Yeah. And sometimes you have to end up, 
making those logistical decisions or I'm totally fine with that too. Like, or go to the decision maker. Yeah. Uh, you should be, if you are not already, if there's not a planner coordinator that is going to be on the vendor team, as soon as you figure that information out, you need to be asking your couple, who is your wedding, like your day of decision maker. Yeah. That is not you. Is yeah. it mom? Is it dad? Is it maid of honor? Best man? Is it some other person that is going to be your point of contact? Because I don't want to come up to you asking you questions. You have to, for the love of God, you have to go up to that decision maker and then ask them for yeah. it. They should never know that anything is going wrong ever. No, that unless the bi building is physically on fire or yeah. somebody has perished. Yeah. I <laughs> like, mean, unless there is a massive decision that needs to be made, such as moving a ceremony site inside from outside, mm -hmm. I, you should never, ever, ever, ever yep. go to the clients on a wedding day to make a decision because it is it's it, at that point it's not up to I mean it is up to them but at that point also like it's up to us to decide how to fix things or their decision maker to they just need to have fun and enjoy their day they don't need to know everything we are that's not going as vendors on. like we're not emotionally attached right and I think we lose sight of that too that we are not emotionally attached to this as they are mm -hmm. so by going up to them like we don't, we don't care. We're just making decisions because we do this every weekend. Mm -hmm. It's all the same to us. It's not, it's their one day to them. Literally so they're gonna, for most people, they yeah. get married one time. Yeah. And so we don't, we forget that like, Hey, even though we make these decisions all the time and this is very like standard, mm -hmm. they don't need to know any of the stuff that is going no. on. This is this is another grievance, but regardless, <laughs> um, I get it. Yeah, no, totally, totally understand this. Yeah. So towards the end of um, our summer season this year, I did, um, I was met with, I was just very confused. I was like, wait a minute The it was like the dessert and like coffee table or whatever, um, section. Again, we were very grateful and thankful that, um, our, like the couple that we were serving, uh, the vendor team and I were serving did not give two flying fucks what yeah. kind of linen was on their dessert table none of that kind of stuff. Um, however, uh, this couple was a partial planning couple, meaning that I had designed their wedding too. And I was very intentional with every single piece of their design from the type of fork to what they ate off of. Obviously that's me as a designer. That's literally my entire job is to cohesively put something together mm -hmm. that reflects them beautifully. And so come wedding day, um, for the dessert and like coffee, tea station or whatever, different size table was used, different linen was thrown on there. Did it look horrible? Not necessarily. And I knew that the couple wasn't going to give a shit. Yeah. But at the, at the end of the day, though, we got real lucky that the couple didn't give a shit. Well, yeah, but also why? I, that's the other thing, too. I have no idea. I have literally no idea why they why. Was there just a mistake in? I don't know. To this day, I have no idea why the decision was made differently. Um, why do people just go rogue like that? I see. I, I don't, don't understand. Oh, so you want to talk about rogue long, long time ago. Holy shit. Um, <laughs> this is when I was like a team of one when I was a baby planner. It was so cute. Anyway, so <laughs> team of one, um, at a reception and it was in the colder months or whatever have you. Uh, and, uh, dinner service or reception had started. We did all the intros, all that sort of thing too. And, um, what ended up happening was DJ who this was, it was a coordination client. So I did not necessarily recommend a good majority. There was a few that I had recommended, but anyway, the, this DJ was not a recommendation of mine. Um, and 
dinner service blessing had happened. And now we're going into dinner service. DJ was shitty where most veteran DJs are really great about transitions where there's no like awkward pauses. There's no like God, I emptiness. I can't hear anything if your stomach is growling. Oh, it's so loud. Is it? No, I can't hear anything. <laughs> I'm starving. Um, uh, but, uh, so dinner service is about to begin. Blessing has already been had. DJ though, like it was silent in the reception. You could have literally dropped a pin and heard it because the DJ was real shitty <laughs> and di- didn't train, like didn't have like nice background music playing, like mm-hmm. maybe while the blessing was happening or whatever, there was no fade in into any of that type of stuff. So, uh, DJ then had to like run, go grab the mic from whoever gave the blessing, can't remember who it was, and then run back to his booth or whatever, and then slowly fade the music in and then said, you know, oh, the catering team is going to go ahead and um, start. It was buffet. They're going to dismiss tables. Well, the catering team, um, which was a little odd, but at the same time, not that big of a deal. Literally, there was no caterers like in the room in and of itself, but that's probably because they were just prepping real quick in the back, right. last minute prep, and then they were going to come back out and start, you know, calling tables to go up to the buffet. Because the DJ then did not see any kind of movement from the catering team. He just started dismissing tables. No. <gasps> he started speeches. Yep. I'm telling you, Sarah, right now that it was literally like a 20 second, like no movement was happening. The guests had started conversing amongst themselves, but because he didn't see immediate movement, homeboy just thought to take it upon himself to, I guess, try to fill in the time instead of just wait until I came up to him or, some, or maybe the caterer came up to him and said like, hey, we need 10 more minutes, stall or whatever have you. Homeboy didn't see anything happening. Again, I wasn't panicked. As a coordinator, I was like, they're going to give him 10 seconds to go. Right. Like they're going to go gather themselves and like go call tables or whatever. Like, you know, had it been a longer period of time, I would have gone to the caterer being like, you know, guys, like what's up? I wasn't panicked at this moment. <laughs> what I did panic about though was the fact that DJ decided to go rogue on me and call dad up to start giving a speech. Now, I am a planner coordinator that um, I am a huge advocate for doing your wedding party intros. Your, um, I heard that part. <laughs> Sarah's stomach is growling. She's very hungry. But Jesus. doing wedding party intros, then doing... Um, uh, newlywed intro, maybe a blessing or maybe like a welcome toast. That is it. Right. Or first right. dance. Sorry. Also first dance before like dinner service, because to me in regards to transition wise, I feel like wedding party intro, newlywed intro, you go into your first dance. The couple's already standing right in the middle right. of the room. Let's get it over with Yeah. type situation. Um, it's a really great transition. And then either a blessing or a welcome toast, if that's even applicable. If not, cool. Then we just ended things on our first dance and then go into dinner service. Guests have been only munching on very small, like little hors d'oeuvres, but sucking the drinks down like crazy. Mm-hmm. Cocktail hour, most of the time, it's two, two and a half drinks per person. Mm-hmm. So it is sucking the alcohol down with no food to suck all that alcohol in. So we want to get them fed because people are hungry when, mm-hmm. they get, when they're ready to eat for dinner. So that's why I'm also now panicking is that there's no pre-plated salad. The food is ready. Like the buffet is ready. Just the catering team. Again, in that like 10 to 20 seconds of no movement, the DJ just decided to like make this stupid call and to call dad up to get speeches started to again, just to fill, I guess, just to fill time. He just panicked for whatever reason. And so he calls no sense to me. It's very strange. So he calls dad up and unfortunately 
Um, there are two types of people when they get a microphone in their hand that normally don't have their microphone in their hand for a profession. Oh my God. Either. Oh my God. Um, they talk really, really long time or they just start. They're just unfiltered. They're just unfiltered in regards to, I heard that. Oh my God. Or they're, um, or they're just unfiltered. You never know when you give somebody a microphone that doesn't normally do any kind of public speaking for any means, you don't really know what's going to come out of their mouth. And so usually people want to like a heads up, like, Hey, get your speech ready. You know, for real. Oh, and I normally give like, um, I like to call it my, your (laughs) bladder, empty glass full. Mm. That's my five minute heads up. I go up to them and I'm like, I need you to go to the bathroom and I need to make sure that your glass is full and we'll obviously help them out. I'm not helping you with your water, but I will help you make sure your glass is full. Anyway. Full service planning, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Helps you pee. Okay. There's a boundary. Um, the bride. Yes, I will help you go pee. Anybody else? You can handle that on your own. Um, anyways, but all that to say is, so DJ calls up dad and dad starts giving this speech and the caterers now they come back in the room and they're seeing dad giving a speech they're looking at me and they're thinking that what the fuck did this bitch do and i'm looking at them like like i'm mouthing across the room i'm so sorry and then i look at the dj and i the look apparently that i have given this man is that i am murdering him with my eyeballs Hmm. because my assistant comes up to me and she goes katie you need to fix your face and i was like (laughs) dead ass she like comes up to me and she's like hey you need to fix your face and i was like i don't think i can i will be right back i give her my clipboard and i i don't run i don't run like on wedding days guys because running incites panic exactly yeah. let's not do that don't also i run tangent don't do that you're just gonna freak people out i uh, know i run because i have to get to places oh like if things are happening <laughs> you're panicking somebody i always tell my girls on wedding days regardless of how sense of an urgency that I need you to be in, do not for the love of God run because most people, if they see a planner coordinator run they're they're going to start talking. They're going to be like, what's going on? I what's- think it's different because if I'm running, something cool's happening. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> true. Yes. Okay. Anyways. So I am, um, with attitude walking towards this DJ. Um, Oh no, wait a minute. Am I walking? No, I don't walk. I don't walk up to him. I'd walk up to him a second time, but then I am glaring at him. Like I said, murdering him with my eyeballs. My assistant comes up to me and says, Katie, you need to fix your face. And so then the DJ, he and I lock eyes. I think he totally understands now that I'm, I am killing him. (laughs) Um, So he walks around the perimeter of the reception space. Dad is still going guys, by the way, he's still blabbering. This is all before dinner service. Nobody's eating. Everyone's sitting around. This like, is like a 15 minute speech, isn't it? 12 and a half minutes. Oh, but sweet Jesus. There was an incident that happened in between that it it was cut into six minutes apart. And I'm going to tell you that in just a second. DJ is coming around the perimeter and he comes up to me literally verbatim. I fucked up, didn't I? I looked at him and I said, you have no idea what you just did. And he goes, how do I fix it? And I said, first of all, do you have my timeline? He goes, yeah. And I said, you will not go rogue against my timeline for the remainder of the evening. Do you understand me? And he goes, he says, yes, ma'am. Like he, we're now at that level where he knows he done fucked up. And I said, we can't do anything now about this. We are just really hoping that he's going to cut it short. But I 
there's a reason why that I gave him the amount of time for dad's speech after dinner because I knew he was going to run rampant with this toast. And now there are, there's no food in front of these guest plates. They have, they're hiked up on alcohol. This wedding, unfortunately too, their hors d'oeuvres, literally the only thing that the couple served was charcuterie. That mm. was it. There was nothing, no carb loading, nothing of that sort. Mm-hmm. So these guys, and they drank. Mm-hmm. So I know that a good majority of these people are sitting, probably getting the spins at this point, and there's no food in their system. Jesus looked out for us in the most weirdest <laughs> of ways, because then all of a sudden the DJ goes back and he goes sulks in his corner, like a little puppy with his tail between his legs. And all of a sudden now in the corner of my eyeball, I see grandma slowly, (gasps) her head is sinking, 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 like right into the plate. And I'm like, what in the flying fuck? Mind you, it was very quiet. Like, you know, when you hit like a dish and you Uh can hear like the clattering, that didn't even happen. It was so, it was like slow-mo. That she just like went headfirst into her plate. And I'm looking at my assistant. I look at grandma. And obviously. <laughs> and even the people at her table, because they had their heads turned to dad during the, like, the speeches. Nobody actually noticed that grandma's head is now physically in her plate. <laughs> so. Um, and then <laughs> the two people then that were sitting on either side of her then looked at her and they, they didn't panic or anything, but they're like, you, their eyes got really big and they like pulled her back and they slowly, and her head now has sunk. She has <laughs> passed out. <laughs> Grandma passed out in her plate. Sarah, dad is still talking. Dad is still talking. Nobody in the entire room has any idea of what is happening. Dad is still talking. <laughs> still going. And so then we all quietly, again, now I'm moving from my position and I go around the perimeter of the reception space. I'm not running. (laughs) I just have a little bit of sense of urgency. And I bend down to the two people that were sitting on either side. And I was like, do I need to call 911? Like what is happening? And they were like, not yet. We don't want to panic anybody. Let's just get her from like her chair. And so eventually, again, there's enough commotion now where the other people from the it was a rectangular table. So the other side, then Mm -hmm. because they can tell that there's commotion happening at their table, they turn their focus on grandma and they're like, Oh shit. Grandma's eyeballs are closed. (laughs) So we slowly get her down. Obviously we put her knees up because if someone does pass out, that's the first thing you need to do is you need to put their knees up or put their legs up, get all their blood rushing to their head. Um, and my assistant, then she just kind of like, um, crisscross applesauce is on the ground and grandma's head now is in my assistant's lap. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so now we've got grandma down and now people have noticed that something has happened and dad has stopped talking. So then in my, during my moment, while this is happening, we're trying to like, nobody is panicking just yet, which is really kind of weird. Um, no one's like, and no one's like running up and like circling around her. There's a few people. Yeah. Bride does come up very slowly. Again, no one's panicking. I'm very, it's very strange. What if she has a condition? Okay. That nobody told the planner coordinator oh God. that the women on the bride side of the family, they have a fainting disorder. Multiple, multiple of them have fa- fainting disorders. Mom has one. Bride has a fainting disorder. Oh, that's pertinent information, people. Literally. And so Jesus. I go up to the DJ and I said, I need you to fade music in right now. I go over to the caterer and I said, you go ahead and start dinner service. Call people up to the buffet. Like we're not like, yeah, we get this show on the road for real. Move Just on. go ahead. Like yeah. here's our break. Um, 
long story. Okay. Grandma ends up coming too. It was actually really funny. She's like, why am I on the floor? <laughs> and we're like, well, because your face was no. in a plate, grandma. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, so, I'm so glad there was no food. It was so slow. If there was food in her plate, it though. would have been like mashed potatoes, like in her eyelashes or something. Yeah. So there was no, yeah. So she was like, why am I on the floor? And so we're all like laughing. And we're like, well, you ended up, you know, fainting into your plate. So then we ended up asking her like, you know, when was the last time that you like ate or drank? God bless her. She didn't eat or drink before ceremony because the poor thing was like, I just didn't want to risk having to go to the bathroom and then miss the ceremony. Grandma. We would have literally waited two minutes for you to go to the bathroom before starting the ceremony. But for the love of God. So anyway. Um, but rogue DJ, he decided to go straight into dad's speech. Six minutes have passed. And then that was a blessing in disguise where grandma ended up fainting, but he ended up going rogue, obviously noticed that I was incredibly annoyed. What is happening? I think there's some sort of like dinging happening. I don't really know what's going on. Um, we'll figure it out. It's probably like my husband's iPad somewhere, but anyway, um, yeah, so that, that, that is a story that I've told multiple, multiple times where as an example of like, I need you to not, you cannot go rogue on a wedding day without checking with the planner coordinator first. You cannot because it, it impacts so much. So, 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 so much planner coordinator's position. What we know, we know a plethora more inf of more information than potentially the photographer, or the caterer, because you're only... And that's your job though, is to only focus on what is pertinent to you. Mm -hmm. I'm not expecting you to know all the details of a wedding day. Mm -hmm. There's no way from a planner coordinator's perspective, that is literally our job. We need to know exactly what the caterer is needing, how much time they need, what the photographer needs, any kind of like rentals. Um, just that is literally our job is to make sure that everybody is being served accordingly and that they're all being given what they need in order for them to have a successful wedding day. If you are a planner coordinator and you're listening to this and you're like, I don't do that. Let this be. This is your teaching moment. Yes. <laughs> your that is moment. literally your responsibility is yes, you're an advocate for your client, but you're also an advocate for the entire vendor team in and of itself to make sure that they have been given exactly what they need to be or need to be have given to them in order for them to have a successful wedding day. Hmm. Well, on that <laughs> note, <laughs> we're don't go rogue. We're an hour into this podcast already. Um, yeah. which I, I love this so much. You guys, I, I love it. All right. So let's move on to a submission. I think we have time for what one. Yeah. Let's do one. Okay. All right. Those were, those were, so for not having, <laughs> a topic in my mind <laughs> or your mind when we started this for the our our grievances i think that was a fairly good uh podcast so um and it was an hour so that was that was long uh all right so this vendor decided to be a badass and did not want to remain anonymous um this is annie and she is a florist and this is her tea one time I showed up to the bridal suite hours before a wedding to deliver the bridal and bridesmaid bouquets. The mother of the bride was there as well. It was a tropical theme 
in Virginia, dot, 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 in late September, dot, 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 um, <laughs> which is questionable, <laughs> with a fairly modest budget. You know, I've gotten my contracts fi- fixed since then, but I was just starting out and this bride had me go through eight proposal changes before finally signing. She emailed me constantly and insisted on multiple Zoom calls to make sure everything was going to be perfect. And she also insisted on approving every flower that I was going to be using, Red Flag City. But again, I was new. When I arrived to the hotel and delivered the bridal bouquet, her mother looked at the bouquet and said that one of the flowers in in here was not approved. And it and as I was holding it, started picking out all of the flowers from the bouquet. I held it away, politely telling her that they were on the approved list, which I, of course, frantically verified later. But she insisted that I remake the entire bridal bouquet, which I did in my van in the hotel parking lot. It was a nightmare. Don't ignore your intuitions for smelling bad energy, y'all. Yikes. Yikes. Well, sometimes shit like that is unavoidable because <laughs> it's so left field. I you- literally would have said no. Yeah, like, I'm not I mean, doing this. Also, I, even though we just talked about, like, don't go to the couple for anything. Yeah. That, though, I would have gone up to bride saying, like, hey, mom is telling me that this following beautiful piece of artwork that I just created is incorrect. I need to hear it from your mouth. Yeah. That this is not what you want. Yeah. Because God w- forbid, now, now the you redo this entire bouquet, you bring it upstairs, and she's like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, where's my such and such flower? Yeah. Yeah. So at that time, I think going above anyone, if you see that happening, I mean, if you say, okay, so if I was in that situation, like if I was in the room, like Mm. sometimes I am, sometimes planners are not, but I'm usually in the room, like when flowers are being delivered and you start seeing this go down, is it okay for me to step in and be like, hey, hey, bride, is this what you approved like or do I just need to run and find you and like so it, how does that how would that work yeah so I think if anything because um, obviously I don't think I would know unless I had the contact with the planner oh, ahead yeah, of time on the situation um if I'm not in the room then that is kind of like a like an emergency type case yeah. basis where we need to we can't delay in like, okay, well we can fix this in an hour. Like yeah. you need the bouquet then at that point, probably for like flat lace or just in general, maybe like if you didn't do flat lace, whatever the day might logistically mm-hmm. be at that moment. So if anything, I mean, I would assume the florist is going to handle the situation and then go oh, find yeah. you or the florist would just go straight to the client. Um, Correct. So in, in my opinion, this is how I would I have, probably would just stay out of it. Honestly, <laughs> To be safe and to avoid liability, yes, it's probably a good idea. However, again, me knowing you, you also are wanting to, like, help and all that sort of thing, too. Um, There are some probably other vendors where it's like, I'm not touching that with a 10-foot pole, which, granted, you shouldn't have to. Um, So... uh, if it was in my, if like technically this happened like to one of like my weddings, I'm not in the room for whatever reason. Um, I would one expect already, hey, let's get Katie on the phone real quick. <clears throat> Don't go try to run and find me. Yeah. Who the hell knows where I am? Yeah. Um, but let's try to phone Katie real quick, like either a phone call or a text message. Um, but while then you're kind of waiting for an answer. Uh, if anyone is coming up to somebody like who is not the couple or like, for example, for the bride, if anyone is coming up to like you as a vendor and saying like, Hey, so-and-so told me it's kind of like, remember, I'm hoping that your parents told you when you were younger, Hey, if a stranger comes up to you and says, Hey, mom said for me to come pick you up from school. And hopefully you have a discussion of like, there's like a, 
what is stranger danger yeah that or like uh they need to have like a code word or something like that that's what i was taught like this person needs to be like you need to ask them for the code word and if they can't give you the code word run oh that's smart the opposite direction yeah um so uh, it's kind of that type of situation where it's like I appreciate you coming and communicating to me. Let me just double check. She, they need to sign off on this. So let me go physically talk to her. Mm-hmm. Um, some people will get offended by that because they are wanting to help. And they are like, well, I just know her really well. I completely understand that. Thank you, you so much. Her. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. But I need to hear it from her. She yeah. is the contracted client. I need to go talk to them. So um, that's how I would have handled that situation in that case is like while I'm in the midst of being communicated with or trying to be reached, if I'm not in the room, then whoever is there needs to go up to bride saying, Hey, this is a situation that this has happened mm-hmm. now. So-and-so is claiming that this is not what you wanted. Here's the product. Is this what you want? Yes or no. Or before anything had even happened. Um, so for example, if I was in Annie's shoes, I would have been like, Respectfully, mom, thank you so much for letting me know. However, I need to run this by bride just to double check because we have had a numerous amounts of phone calls. She gave me a list of florals. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to run this by her first before I start literally creating something completely different than right. what I have already created. Yeah. I think that also has um, has to do with having that in your contract as well. Like don't let anyone <clears throat> other than your client, bride and groom, bride and bride, bride, groom and groom, whatever it is that you have, those are the two people that should be on your contract to make decisions. As soon as you add in a family member onto the contract, regardless of who's paying, that family member now has the ability to make those decisions as well. So you can always fall back like, hey, per my contract, my communication and decisions are only made by these two people. Yep. Um, So you don't have the right to do this. Yep. Pretty much. Exactly. So because there, unfortunately there are a couple of, I've ran into some issues um, during the planning process where I've had couples come to me saying like my mom or dad or aunt or uncle is like adamant, just the couple, the story that I just shared. Yeah. Like my mom is adamant that I use my uncle as a hairstylist. And then you don't have to (laughs) for real. You can't, you know, obviously advocate for yourself, but sometimes I understand it's also very difficult for couples to advocate. Like, It is hard. If anything, they just end up taking a knee because they don't want to fight about it. And I get that. Um, And I hate also that they're put in that situation. It drives me crazy. Um, But at the end of the day, though, if somebody else on wedding day, like when you're underneath all that pressure and underneath a time constraint, um, and if it... That's a big deal. It's mm-hmm. the same thing as like, you know, if mom came up to like the hair makeup artist saying like, hey, I know you guys are the trial talked about like a half up, half down updo, but she let me know that she wants to change her mind and she wants to do like a low bun or whatever type situation. By all means, I would hope that if that happened to like a hair makeup artist, they would go to the bride themselves mm-hmm. saying like, hey, mom just communicated that you would like to change your hairstyle to a low bun can you confirm that this is true? Mm-hmm. Like any of that type of big changes, like you have, to, yes, you have to go to, you have to go to them. You have yeah. to go to the couple and just double check yeah. with them. Unfortunately, parents try and railroad um, these days for whatever reason. Yeah. And you will come in contact with mothers of the bride or mothers of the groom that want to make decisions or be heavily, heavily involved in everything. And it just comes down to you being like, Hey, this is, you have to educate them Mm -hmm. and also have that conversation with your clients as well. 
And most of the time they come to me or whoever the vendor is, they'll, they'll come to me and be like, Hey, just so you know, like such and such mom is really wanting to be involved, like keep it to a minimum or like mm -hmm. whatever. Yep. Um, I mean, I had a client, uh, whose mom just would not let up on everything oh. during like the entire getting ready process. She wanted to be involved with everything and was like taking pictures of everything with her phone and like wanted to have all of these like <clears throat> private bonding moments. And like the bride wasn't super close with her mom anyway. So mm. it was like very weird. Yeah. And mom got really, really upset and like basically was like, you don't want me around like all this stuff. Like, trying to make the day about her and oh. I me and I was the only vendor in there me and um the bridesmaids all kind of came together and was like hey like how do you want to handle this situation like I came to her and I was like look I am 100% okay with whatever you decide like I can advocate for you and I can put mom in her place and tell her I need you to step off like, I'm fine with that. Or we can, and I will tell you, this is the easiest option. We can kind of sway mom and do what she wants to do very minimally. But then we're also like kind of just pushing her aside. Like, mm -hmm. that's the easiest way to do this. So I came to her and I was like, we all kind of came together and was like, this is how we're going to handle this situation. Do you, are you okay with this? Like, what do you want us to do? So, I mean, that also, if you don't have con, like, your contracts in place to be able to be like, Hey, you know, mom is not the go-to person yeah. unless you, and I would, I would, it's a very like situational, I guess I would advise against putting moms in the mm -hmm. decision-making process because they are too close yeah. to the product yeah. of what's happening. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times moms like to make this day about them as well. Um, so I would advise against putting moms as decision makers. Mm -hmm. Um, I would advocate for getting a really good maid of honor yep. and making that person your decision maker. Um, because they're not usually, I mean, even if it is, is a sister, they're not usually trying to make it about them. Right. There are situations where that can happen, but still anyway. Yeah. Annie, that sounds like a, it's a pain in the ass, bro. a pain in the ass. Yeah. And I hate that that happened. Dude, I wish you would have included, though, like, you making the new bouquet. Like, what did the bride think I about know. it? I know. I kind of want to know more about what happened. So, Andy, if you're listening, <laughs> you can DM us, please, and let us know, like, how did it end up happening? How did that resolve? How did that situation <laughs> resolve itself? Um, yeah, I feel like that was a great... I think that was a great way to end it. I think that was a great... Great podcast, guys. High five. High five. <laughs> High five. Oh, that was a um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, so we would love to keep this going. And obviously, we want to hear from you. So if we you, need content, we need content. We want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. We need things to talk about and tea to spill all over the place. Um, so where can they find us? So for our next, um, like what the fuck Wednesday episode, again, it's the second Wednesday of every single month. Um, but that form is open 24 seven. Y'all can submit whenever you want, but in order to submit something in order for your submission to be featured onto the next episode, uh, 
BehindTheAislePodcast.com. Mm-hmm. Um, it's right smack dab, y'all. You don't got to go fishing lit- for nothing. The website's <laughs> only there for the form. It's fine. Literally. <laughs> so there's that. Um, just go ahead and submit uh, whatever you'd like uh, for the next uh, round of What the Fuck Wednesday. Um, uh, you can find us on socials mm-hmm. at Behind the Aisle Podcast on Instagram. Yep, we're um, also on YouTube. This is on on YouTube. If yes, you'd like to see, if you our, like to see our, faces our faces and the babies when they make yeah. their. Um, Babies uh, as in like fur babies. I don't have yeah. human children. No, no children's yet. No. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> you can find us on YouTube as well at Behind the Aisle Podcast. Um, and then if you'd like to email us for any reason, mm-hmm. it's hello at Behind the Aisle Podcast dot com. Yep. And where Sarah, can where they, can they find you personally oh God, on, on the website? Jinx. <laughs> Are you going to ask the same thing? Yes. Where can they find you, Sarah, if they want to uh, follow you? You can find me on the gram at Serendipity Photography. It's S-A-R-A, like my name, Serendipity Photography. And where can they find you, Katie? Also on the gram, uh, Tilly and Teal, T-I-L-L-Y-A-N-D-T-E-A-L. Yay! Yeah! All right. Well, we can't wait to see you guys on the next one. We are so happy you have joined us on this and we love you guys so much. We'll see you next time. Okay. Bye. Bye.